the conscious mind and the subconscious or unconscious, how they work, how that the conscious mind is capable of doing, say, a few things. For example, we're talking and we're in our, our conscious minds, but suppose later we get into a car and, and we're driving, we're not literally thinking, I'm going to make this turn. If it's a familiar place, you're not thinking that. Or if you're walking, you're not thinking, if I get to a red light, then I'm going to wait for the walk sign. These are just things that we do when our body cooperates, a walk sign and, and we walk. We don't have to think, I'm not going to, you know, orchestrate my legs to cross the street. Our mind and body are intimately connected. So I want to explain that to people. And also I want to explain that the tool in the conversational method I use has to do with using your imagination. We all have imaginations. We all have our creativity. We're all curious. So that's the part we want to access. Hey, I'm Jade Ellison, a multi-passionate creative based out of New York City who's obsessed with personal development and anything business from marketing, branding, creating online programs to launches and helping you step into your true self so that you can share your gifts with the world. Gain insights with manifesting, creating life on purpose and get ready to elevate yourself in ways that will surprise even you. Included in your weekly dose of inspiration, get ready to be entertained, uplifted, and encouraged to take action with simple and easy-to-apply tips, tools, and strategies that fit into your busy daily life, sprinkled with some woo-woo along the way. From embracing your confidence to mastering success habits, setting achievable goals, and ways to harness positive mindsets and beliefs so that you can kick self-doubt and your inner critic to the curb where they belong. Whatever's on the topic call sheet, I'll help you navigate the raw, messy, and sometimes hilarious truths of achieving success, abundance, and happiness, all while encouraging you to become the best version of yourself. So think of me as your go-to girlfriend, talking over some coffee, getting real, and giving you some amazing advice to go from hot mess to thriving success. This is the Uber Savvy Life and Biz Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Uber Savvy Life and Biz podcast, where together we'll unlock your true potential to design the life and business of your dreams. I'm your host, Jade Ellison, and today we have an incredible special guest, Sharon Sedino. Sharon, it is so good to have you on the show. I'm so excited to be here, Jade. Thank you. I'm so excited that you're here. So Sharon Sedino supports talented people to remove their blocks that hold them back from success with work money, relationships, and health. She helps people to move from feelings of being stuck to a feeling of freedom so that they can confidently move towards the satisfaction and happiness they desire. I love that. Sharon works with adults and teens and has a background in coaching, a certification in clinical hypnotherapy, a master's in school counseling, enjoyed teaching and SAT tutoring, and held leadership roles on community boards. Sharon has also helped adults with disabilities with community life. She loves photography on her spare time. So before jumping into this incredible conversation with Sharon, if you would like weekly inspiration and would like to stay updated when I release new episodes with special guests like Sharon, check out jadeellison.com and sign up for the VIP insider list where you'll get access to your empowered morning mindset checklist and awesome download you'll receive completely free just for signing up which will give you your ultimate caffeine-free boost to supercharge your mornings for success. So Sharon, I am so thankful that you decided to be a guest 
on the podcast. It feels like yesterday we just met, but Sharon and I have known each other for how long have we known each other for? A couple of years, but it feels like a lot longer, Jade. It really does. Well, you're from the East Coast, right? You lived in New York. Yeah, from New York. That's super cool. Yeah. Long Island, especially. Yeah. Nice. Now you are residing in Seattle. Cool. And that's because you chose to live in Seattle because you had a family member that you wanted to be close to. Am I right? Exactly. She had a little medical issue. So came out and, you know, it's beautiful out here. I do miss New York, but I try to get back every so often, especially around holidays. Yeah, yeah. To see people. Well, you're going to have to let me know when you're here. We could like have a coffee hang when you're in town because it would be awesome to actually meet you. So Sharon and I met on a virtual online community a few years back with mutual, I would say, female entrepreneurs who wanted to create their businesses online, right? Yeah, absolutely. I remember the first time that I created a group, you were one of the very first people to join. And I think it's because we had that mutual community that we were both in prior that you knew about, I, what did I call it? I think it was like confidence Spread on out your business. Was it confidence on camera? It was confidence on camera. It was the confidence yes, on camera Facebook. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So that was the very first group. And you were such a supportive member in that. And I didn't really put too much time in that group, but I remember you being there and then I changed the group and you moved to that group. And then we both were in our mentors program so that we could create our online programs. And what was the very first thing that you were planning to do prior to getting your hypnosis certification, which I would love to speak to you about in this episode? Well, I guess how to to help as many people as possible. So in that regard, what you were teaching us in Spotlight Your Business and Confidence on Camera is basically how to establish a business because you can have a wonderful expertise, but probably nobody's going to find you if you're just inside, you know, your living room. Very few people come knocking at the door. So that's why your course was so inspiring and still inspires me. I know and other people that are in the class too still speak of it. It was a lot of fun. You're amazing. And it's not always always comfortable for people, you know, to think about being on camera, to think about being visible. It's not natural. We didn't learn that in high school. Right. You know, where do you learn this? Right. I guess from someone like myself who's been on camera. Yes. Or there's some people. Exactly. There's some people online that I see. Wow. I'm like, they have a on camera course. I'm like, and then I like read about them. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, it's interesting to see everybody's different takes on it. So I love that you want to help others and help them with their happiness and find more satisfaction. Based on your background, you have so much heartfelt giving. I could tell you're a nurturer by nature and you've been there so much. I mean, being able to help adults with disabilities in their community and then going into your hypnosis certification, what drew you to that since you were already helping people at such a deep level in the community and being able to really connect with others, especially with your master's in school counseling. Share more about that. What drew you to your hypnosis certification? And I would say that it's a way to help people on certainly a one-to-one level. And it could be as personal or as not as you want it with 
a conversational type of hypnosis. I don't necessarily, for this type of hypnosis, need to know all about the trauma somebody may have had as a child. I mean, and speaking of trauma, it may not be a major trauma. It might be just that somebody was always talking about thunderstorms and how scared they were. And the person has a little fear of thunderstorms. It might not be a, a trauma, or maybe that person has a fear. We're talking about visibility on camera. Maybe somebody has a fear of being seen. Maybe they didn't want to get picked on in class. And then how are they going to go in front of other people on camera? Mm-hmm. So it's a way to help people more one-on-one with the community leadership. I love that. We had a class that would go through a special training and interact with different sectors of the community. And that was a whole lot of fun. I love that. I love the idea of people getting together, learning from each other, and this whole idea of civil discourse. So that was phenomenal. And then helping people with disabilities, it's a little bit more formal so that sometimes I'm helping them, say, hire staffing or put money in their budgets. And of course, you get to know them and there's what they call a circle of support, but it's not necessarily that one-on-one. I see. And I also used to connect people in the community. Somebody was looking for a job. I I just do it because I like it. And this is a way to really help people, you know, with maybe a very understandable problem, but they themselves might not understand the source of it. So we help to get to the source and get over that flaw. Wow, that's incredible. Do you feel like being able to communicate a level of one-on-one without having to go into a past trauma, it will still help to alleviate any of those blocks? Because I like that. And I'll share with our listeners, I've personally done some hypnosis sessions with Sharon and that was one of the things that drew me to her new program when she opened it up this year because she didn't focus on having to go so deep into my past. She focused on helping release blocks that I'm currently going through now. And you made me feel safe and I felt heard and it was just a really easy space. And the tools that you gave during our sessions literally helped crack open blocks that I didn't even know were there. So can you share a little bit about what drew you to the hypnosis in addition to the community? Were you ever thinking of using hypnosis one-on-one for the disability community or where you are with helping in terms of that? It's more on the support side, the administrative side. That's a very good question. I think it could be helpful for anyone, absolutely. But what I do is a little bit more supervisory or admin so that there, I might hire staff who would work one-on-one with people and help them with their social skills, their communication skills and independence. But I'm a little more in the background. I mean, I want them to rely on me and know that I care and and pick staff that are really going to help them. But there's a slight bit of distance. So this is a way to help and kind of get to the bottom of things. And I think there are different ways. And I've actually also been trained in going back to childhood or the person I'm trained that way too. I just, it's all personal preference. I mean, that works brilliantly, absolutely. And going into a trance, all of that is amazing. But then like anything else, like some people 
might want to go to one restaurant or another. I have to make it super official, but it's personal preference. And I kind of like that the simplicity of this method where there's not even a possibility that somebody may have to go back and remember something either that was a little scary or unpleasant or that they just don't feel like sharing. And so if it's simple and it works, then I figure why not do it this way? It's the most simplest in a way I really enjoy working. That's incredible. So would you be open to sharing with our listeners maybe the process that you take someone through, not necessarily to like put anybody into a hypnosis, but share maybe like the three steps or the four steps that you do in a session so that it doesn't feel like this magical thing on stage that you see where like they're put under hypnosis and then they go do what they're told because that's not the type of hypnosis we're talking about on this episode. Right. And yeah, I don't do stage hypnosis. Sure, it can be very entertaining. I wouldn't have any interest in doing it. But I mean, I guess what it does show is that people can be influenced. But also the person who is on stage, they're looking in the crowd for the people that that want to do this, that are the most responsive, put up their arms, whatever it is, right away and want to be on stage. Because if you don't want to be on stage, you're not going to be sitting, you know, leaning forward and raising your hand, doing everything. Yeah. But somebody would like to do that. Right. This is very different. So I first would explain a little bit about the conscious mind and the subconscious or unconscious, how they work, how that the conscious mind is capable of doing, say, a few things. For example, we're talking and we're in our, our conscious minds, but suppose later we get into a car and, and we're driving. We're not literally thinking, I'm going to make this turn. If it's a familiar place, you're not thinking that. Or if you're walking, you're not thinking, if I get to a red light, then I'm going to wait for the walk sign. These are just things that we do in our body cooperates a walk sign and and we walk. We don't have to think, I'm not going to, you know, orchestrate my legs to cross the street. Our mind and body are intimately connected. So I want to explain that to people. And also I want to explain that the tool in the conversational method I use has to do with using your imagination. We all have imaginations. We all have our creativity. We're all curious. So that's the part we want to access. And just the idea that we have certain things that are maybe imprinted on us from our childhood, for example. Wow. Well, yeah, if, if, say, one of our parents was really emotional about thunderstorms or maybe we're on a family trip going up a mountain and being really scared, well, we might, for example, internalize that. If you're going up a mountain or maybe to the top floor of a building, that's scary situation. And even as an adult, you might find that your heart's racing. Interesting. That you even might start to sweat. You're feeling a sense of fear. And even though you might say, I'm just going up an elevator in a building, there's nothing scary about this. You still have those kind of automatic responses. Wow. So through hypnosis, yeah, it can help with those kinds of fears. Or if you were the kid in class who didn't like to raise their hand, but later you want to have a business. Again, how does somebody get to be competent, comfortable on camera? Wow. When they didn't want to be seen for whatever reason. 
And then a lot of confident. Yeah. Or confident opening a business. Right. Yes, exactly. They weren't the ones that were able to raise their hand in class. Exactly. Wow. I had a person and she was a paralegal and she wanted to go to law school, but she couldn't seem to really get around to studying for the LSAT. It's a plot. Interesting. That, yeah. But then through hypnosis, she was able to start to study and take the LSAT. So it can make a big difference in terms of why stay a paralegal. That's a great job. But if you're a 26-year-old paralegal, you envision yourself, you've learned this and you envision that you want another career as an attorney. You feel like you can do the work you are doing so much of the support work. But then again, like there's that flaw. And I do find that sometimes people I work with, they might have originally beaten themselves up a bit. You know, I should be further along. Why aren't I doing this? And they don't realize that. Are you talking about me? (laughs) No, I'm talking about, this is a really funny thing. I'm just kidding. No, no, because this is like everybody. Like they're things. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much the things that people don't say. In a job interview, nobody's going to say, I don't feel enough. It's just not probably going to get you that job. But inside, a lot of people, for example, even using that job interview example, might, you know, think really, I'm not enough. I don't. I can't really do this job, look how much they're paying. And it's that insecurity and uh, some anxiety. And it's not to say that all, absolutely all anxiety is bad because to some extent, like that part of ourselves tells us, okay, you know, like there's there's a car coming, I better be careful. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I better prepare for this interview. You don't want to be so confident that you, and maybe you walk in you know, wearing your pajamas. No, right. <laughs> you don't want to feel, it should be like a little distance, but to, to actually make the appointment, you know, for the interview, to prepare, to feel like this is an opportunity where this could be really exciting to maybe focus a little bit less on yourself and maybe more on the interviewer. So you can have that connection. You're more at home in your own body, in your own mind. It can be transformative. And I feel that it really can help people get to that next step. Absolutely, Sharon. That is, you brought up some very interesting things that I'm even seeing happen with, even at like a child level on my particular street when I go to walk my pup Cooper and now his little sister Kaylee, which I've shared in another episode about our new puppy. There's kids on the block. Some are very confident. Some want to go pet Cooper and Kaylee. And then there's this other kid who adopted the energy of another kid from that used to live here a couple of years ago that was scared and be like, no, I'm scared. And now this other kid is like, no, I'm scared. I'm like, but are you scared or are you scared because your friend was scared? Like my dogs are the nicest furry animals ever. They're literally just going to lick your hand if you come up. So what I do is kind of like that, you know, non-pushy neighbor. I'm like, well, if you if you want to pet them, you can, but you don't have to. And then when I give them that opportunity, they come up. And it's interesting that you say the subconscious mind. I really want to dive into this a little bit more if you're cool with that. How our subconscious mind just automatically does the processes to move us through our day and sometimes takes over our thoughts where our conscious mind is doing the task at hand or 
is it reversed? Like our conscious mind can go off in the distance and like awfulize things where like maybe some of the people you work with in terms of like stepping into that paralegal position or stepping into a new career or building a business that maybe they don't feel secure enough to do, but they want to do. Is that a conscious thing or is that the subconscious stopping them or is it both? It's an excellent question. And I should say nothing to do with anything we've said so far, but I sometimes use both terms, subconscious and unconscious, just to mention that. Okay. But there's also parts theory that comes into play, which is... Which one? How do you say it? Parts theory. P-A-R-T-S? Mm-hmm. Cool. Exactly. So we have different parts to ourselves and people think sometimes of multiple personality disorder, they used to call it, or disassociative identity disorder, whatever, but it's not like that per se. It's entirely normal to have different parts. There's a part maybe, let's say, wants to start that new business. There's a part that wants to do public speaking, but then there's another part that was formed in our childhood to kind of keep us safe. And maybe we had a terrible experience. Maybe a child had difficulty reading in their reading group and everybody laughed at them. Oh, that's horrible. There's that part as a child, yeah, or wants to protect itself. It doesn't, that child does not want to be called on. Yeah. Maybe wants to kind of recede into the background. Doesn't mean that child later wouldn't like to be good at public speaking, but they're held back by what's imprinted on their unconscious mind that it's not safe to talk in front of a group yeah yeah so so they're different again they're just these different parts and how do you end it not to mention that we can feel very guilty mm-hmm. you know I want to join a group to do public speaking I want to give a speech I want to give a toast at a wedding and yet the person doesn't volunteer they think they should volunteer to get the toast but they're they're afraid so there are two parts to them and how do you get that alignment the part that wants to do this big generous thing to give the toast give a good speech maybe their best friend or brother of the groom they really want to do this thing but then there's the part that is telling them that it's not safe and then there's reconciling because that part as a child learned that that could be safe by not raising their hand not volunteering to read maybe sitting in the back that was what was learned Speaking in a group is unsafe. So that's one part of them. And that part could be holding back that adult that wants to give the speech. So how do you reconcile it? And that's where hypnosis in conjunction with parts therapy can help. The unconscious mind just really wants to be supportive. So it was helping. It was a strategy for the kid not to raise their hand, to sit in the back of the class, to try to get out of reading in front of the group or in front of the class. So we try to help the unconscious mind understand that strategy worked when they were a kid, but now here's the adult part of themselves that really wants to give the toast at their best friend's wedding. And that it's not where we're obliterating that part that really wants to protect them, but we're sort of giving it a promotion. Wow. So that now... The unconscious can be supportive of that adult giving the toast at the wedding. I really love how you said give your subconscious mind a promotion, especially with doing a toast at the wedding. And I feel like you gave yourself a promotion 
from when we met a couple years ago to most recently, you stepped into Toastmasters to start speaking live, which you're going to a local group to do that. Is that okay that I shared that with everyone? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great organization. And it's something I always thought, oh, when I'll have time, I'll do it. And a friend of mine's always saying, oh, Sharon, you should do Toastmasters for the last 10 years. So now I'm doing it. And I'm not sure if it was a fear of doing it, but when I either, maybe I need to definitely work on more social media, I think. But yeah, I would say there was. I once had an opportunity to be a master of ceremonies. Like, and so instead of doing that, I gave that to the vice president, like, hey, Mike, you're good at this. And I said, hello, I introduced the event, but I could have done the other thing. I was just so happy to like say hi, take pictures and run away. And run away. So, yeah. And looking back with your hypnosis certification, all the tools that you've been given, it's as if like you're incorporating them. I mean, obviously you're incorporating them into your own personal life and it's working. Yeah, because absolutely you're entirely correct because you find out that things that you may have thought were too scary or for someone else, you know, that you can do too. I think we often think that just the idea that somebody else can do a job for somebody else, but we don't always realize that we can step into that too. It's not like the other person has like superpowers. It's something that we can sort of retrain our ourselves to be comfortable with. So yeah, now at Toastmasters, I give speeches and I really like it. You know, I realize there's an excitement and a fun about that, that when I wasn't doing it, of course, I couldn't necessarily pick up on. Well, you're inspiring me because I mean, I've always wanted to do Toastmasters too. And I'm, I certainly have not made time to even look where my local community of Toastmaster live events are. So you have instilled that upon me. And maybe that's something I'll put on my calendar in the next couple months to step into because that's super cool. I'm so proud of you. That's a big step. And I would say it's not necessarily a big step that you weren't ready to take. It was a step that you were ready to take at the right time with the tools that you used. And have you gone through hypnosis with anyone else? Like has anybody coached you through your own personal stuff or this is things that you took from your own certification and kind of applied it to yourself? In the first certification that I got, that was when you went back to your childhood. We had to do 20 sessions and there was a class of around 20 people. So we were exchanging sessions. So I would say I've definitely done and I felt that was valuable. 20 sessions? And yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, no wonder it's a certification. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I have had absolutely some of it done for me. And I think that it's really helpful. And in all honesty, I feel like a lot of my confidence in the method has been doing it with people and then seeing that they're getting the results that they want. Amazing. Which number one, it's important because that's the goal. Secondarily, it makes me feel really happy because I see that somebody now can go ahead and make some kind of positive change in their life. And it also confirms the efficacy of the method to me because you only want to really practice something that 
you know, is valuable. I love that. And also that seeing that, although we don't talk about our insecurities, typically people might think, wander around thinking, well, everybody else has it together. Look what they're doing. Look at the cake they put on Instagram. Everything is wonderful. Instagram is fun, but it is like the worst. Like, don't go on there if you're feeling insecure about life. I mean, <laughs> it's literally like the highlight reel for everyone, right? So it's so amazing. Like, that's why it's hard for me to post personal photos. I post a lot about the podcast and the interviews. You'll see your interview when this comes out. But I feel like I don't really share much. And you know what? That's probably a block, Sharon. I'm going to have to do another session with you. Wonderful. I look forward to it. It was a lot of fun working with you. Yeah. Pleasure. Absolutely. I love the breakthroughs that you gave. And you're so practical with the process of the whole thing. It's not like this intimidating, oh my God, am I going to go under this deep hypnosis or this deep subconscious mode where I don't even know what I'm going to say when I come out of it. Everything that you've helped me through with the different practices. I'd love for you to share a couple of your tools that you use for hypnosis, just so that our listeners get an idea of why it's a lot more, I would say, modern than it seems to be and how it could be really applied in a practical way to help remove blocks. But before we do that, I just wanted to let everyone know we are at the middle of our episode. And if you are enjoying the conversation with Sharon today, if you could share this with three friends that you feel who would benefit from an episode like this, and also give it five stars on the podcast listening app that you're on, because it just helps get in front of more like-minded individuals like yourself. So yeah, Sharon, share with our listeners, like a couple of the tools that you really enjoy going to that you feel work with a lot of your coaching clients that you've had great success with. Sure. Absolutely. Well, one would be we try to access the subconscious mind. As a little example, there's a lot of information out there and people know that they would benefit by going to the gym. They know they benefit not eating Ben and Jerry's at a 11.30 p.m. or that it's not really healthy to smoke. So there's no, it's not a lecturing quality because very often we know what we want to change and that might be the reason somebody is coming to the session to make that change. So we have to work with another part, which would be that subconscious. And then how do we have access to that? So we play some games to get access to it. So just to be clear, a client would come to you and share with you, this is what I want to work on. Or is there even sometimes blocks that you have to kind of like fish out of the client? Whoa, what are we working on for them? Or is it very clear? Like, okay, I'm going to be helping this client with this. And then you go into your toolkit to use, okay, I'm going to use this particular practice with this person. That's a great question. So for example, suppose somebody comes in they say, I don't feel so great. I want to be healthier. Well, that's difficult to measure. How do you know the person's healthier? So perhaps what does that look like to them? That looks like walking outside. Okay, that's great. So how will we know if this has worked? So maybe they're going to walk. I had one person who said five times a week, which seems like a lot, but that's what they wanted. And they were going to circle 
the dates on the calendar when they walked. And then it's very, you know, very easy to confirm. You know, they could look at the calendar and see that they circled the five dates. So you could refine something from, again, something general. I want to be healthier to how we measure that, how we implement that. And then you can see if it's working and how it works. Great. Maybe the person has excuses. You know, we all do. Not to judge anybody for having excuses because that's, that's what we do. Yeah, I don't have a, any excuses. <laughs> no, me either. But some people do. I'm totally kidding. Not us. Of course I do. Me too. Me too. And that's again, that's the, that gets back to the two parts. Like the one part wants to get out and, and walk. The other part wants to sit home, let's just say, and watch TV because they had a hard day at work. And that's understandable. That part says, let's just relax. That's thinking kind of what's helpful in the immediate right now, as opposed to the part that wants the long-term benefit of a healthier body, being more fit, being able to just be generally stronger and happier and maybe more alert because of all the activity. So it's reconciling those parts. That would be kind of the method. And, and then the result would be that they're, they're walking five times a week. Great. So they come in, they share with you, I want to be healthy, but then you realize, or they become specific and they say, I want to walk five times a week. So then you have something that you're able to measure and then they circle the days that they want hypothetically, and that's how they would implement it. What would be something that you do in their session to help make that or facilitate that so that it actually happens after the session? Would there be like a guided meditation that you bring them through or is the session itself just finding out, well, what's stopping them from taking those walks, even though they know they want to do it? Like, or is that a two-part question that I just asked you? Well, it's a, it could be either way. I would say the meditation is something that we use sometimes, like a person goes to like their favorite place and just feels very relaxed. Absolutely. And then what we want to do is have them access their subconscious, that imaginative part. Mm-hmm. So again, all the logical reasons to say quit smoking. Everybody knows them and talking to the conscious mind isn't going to get us there. So we have to go to the subconscious, which is the more creative and emotional part of our minds. And then we do play some imagination games. Cool, cool. And that might help us know if the person's more visual, more auditory. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny. I, I was very surprised that about this part of it. But again, like when a person, say, is driving and they're putting on the brakes, that's basically their subconscious mind taking motor control over the body because you're foot just presses down on the brake. You're walking and then there's a walk sign. So your body starts to move. So it's possible to communicate with the subconscious mind because it does have that capacity to control their movement. So we have finger movements and mm-hmm. like games. And again, it's something that's very collaborative. There's absolutely no way you can do this without the person kind of wanting to, kind of playing this game right, and in, enjoying it. And it's like, they're still aware. It's not like they go into this deep sleep during the hypnosis that they're not attached to their body, right? Exactly. If I said, Jay, do you want to play a game of cards? And suppose you did, like all of a sudden we're going into another world where all of a sudden we care about kings and queens and jacks 
we didn't care about that. We don't care about that now. We don't care about some cards, you know, they're in the closet. So it's engaging that part of us that likes to imagine, likes to be creative, likes to be involved and, and do something a little bit different. The part of us that watches a movie or reads a book. So we're engaging that part of the mind. And once that part of the mind is on board, then we can talk to the different parts. For example, I love that because now we're in another mode of being. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. You bring something up about watching movies. It's kind of like getting lost in the movie and like your subconscious mind makes it feel really true that you're watching a reality. And I love rom-coms. Like I love laughing. I love the romance. And, you know, I have a brother who's the complete opposite who will watch like the scary fear-based movies. And thank God I've been on set and I know that what it's like behind the scenes on a scary movie. And they just dub over the really horrible music and that intense, like suspenseful camera angle and all of that. But it's kind of like how you want to feel is attached to the subconscious and you're guiding them in a positive way. Can I share with our listeners one of the fun things that I remembered that you did with me for one of my sessions? Sure. Absolutely. Awesome. This particular exercise that you did with me, I feel like completely changed a money block that I had. And it was the ship example where you had, there was the captain of the ship and that, do you want to take everybody through that? I'm not going to share my exact personal experience, but I'll share it once you like take kind of like the different modalities of the driver of the ship or the captain of the ship and then I'll share what where I turned it once you're done. Sure, absolutely. So it could be, yeah, the a captain of a, a ship who has crew and the captain basically knows where they're going, what the purpose of the trip is for, but they are not the ones that are manning the controls of the ship. So that's the subconscious that's doing all of those tasks. The subconscious mind, that's what's developed before the ages of eight or nine. So people say 13, where we don't know that much about life, yet we develop certain strategies. For example, the kid who sits in the back of the room so they're not called on. Again, that might be a great strategy for an eight-year-old, but now the captain, so to speak, wants to give that toast. So they need that crew member who's very diligently keeping the ship stable Mm -hmm. in one way to change strategies and recognize there's a better strategy now as opposed to, say, sitting in the back of class and not being visible and, and hiding and avoiding. Like the crew member who was there to look out for icebergs and keep the ship safe. Yeah is like the one worker on the ship. And then you have the other worker on the ship. I'm like remembering our session where they're in charge of making sure that all the supplies are there. And then you have another part of the ship where it makes sure that it's receiving the proper funding so that it could go to the different invoices to make sure that the supplies are received so that the person who's in charge of the supplies could put them to the departments. And then you gave this incredible like full circle session with me So there was a part of the ship where you have them in charge of the money and then 
they are on the budget, but then you gave that person an upgrade because they were almost staying on budget too much that they weren't taking care of the ship and upgrading the ship in other parts that needed to be upgraded so that you, instead of getting rid of that person, you just moved that person and upgraded them to an area that they would be better suited in as the quote unquote crew member. And then you gave a new crew member the opportunity to have more creative ways to like look at the budget and expand the budget and create more income. And that was such a cool breakthrough that you gave me on our session when we did that. And that opened up so much for me. And I want to say thank you for that. I'm so thrilled that it helped. You know, that's, again, there's a selfish part of this where I am 100% thrilled you benefited, that a client benefits. And I'm sure you recognize that too. And when you have your clients and then they're able to have that more confidence on camera or succeed in their businesses, it makes you feel really good. I'm thrilled that that was helpful. And again, it's something that it just works really well. And even in a theory that the crew members really do want to help, they're not trying to sink the ship, right? They just need another strategy. That's what I loved about our session. You're like, the, all the crew members want to help. They don't want to mess it up. That was really cool. And then actually you gave a very specific crew member analogy then. It was like the janitor who went and was always cleaning the ship, always did a great job cleaning the ship with his old mop. And that there was a time where they had a new computer room or a high-tech room and he was now in charge of cleaning that room but he wasn't cleaning it with the new tools he was cleaning it with his old mop and getting everything like messy and then instead of his boss on the ship getting rid of him he said no I'm gonna upgrade you I'm gonna promote you with this new position and like now you get to use these tools instead and he had the proper like duster and micro fiber towels to make sure that everything was clean properly rather than just bring a dirty mop from the floor and clean the same thing. That was what, it's all coming back now. Yes. See, I remember that's what's cool about hypnosis. You don't forget what happened. Yes. So what would you say a breakthrough is that's a clear measure for you with your clients and going through several hypnosis sessions that you're like, yes, that. I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I guess it would depend on what the person's issue was. Maybe it would be walking out five times a week. Maybe for an entrepreneur, maybe increasing their prices or having a new program. Or it could be I had a person yesterday and he was frustrated that he was always late when he was meeting his friends and relatives. So having him say, I don't have that feeling, that issue, and then testing it out, you know, over the few weeks. So when that person feels a problem is resolved, that specific problem, then that's wonderful. And and also people say that sometimes it generalizes, like you're getting rid, well, so to speak, you're sort of like getting rid of <laughs> a block. And then that block kept you back from doing other things too. So you can have like, some people call it like collateral benefit. I love that collateral benefit. That's awesome. So that shows me that from their experiences that they're able to succeed and that block is no longer hindering them. Their unconscious or subconscious mind is aligned with their conscious to their goals. 
that's an incredible measure. And I think that that's what we all want is for our subconscious and conscious mind to be friends and to align with our goals because we certainly want to remove all blocks if that's even possible, but definitely any blocks that are major enough that have been hindering any progress with our success, health, money, relationships. Definitely. There's so much benefit, I feel, in this type of practice and with incredible coaches like you who went through the certifications. And that's what I also want to share our listeners with. And I'm going to be leaving ways to stay in touch with Sharon in the show notes for this episode. But make sure that if you are diving into doing hypnosis, that you have somebody who is certified, who knows what they're doing, that will give you a safe space, that will properly guide you, that will give you the proper tools and practices that are going to be specific to you. While you could learn about it on your own, I definitely feel like somebody as incredible as Sharon could help with what you're going through if you are going through any blocks. I've certainly have blocks that I go through. And then once those are clear, I'm like, oh, I have new blocks. I have to make an appointment with Sharon. (laughs) I'm loving this episode with you. What would you like to leave our listeners with who may be curious about stepping into a hypnosis session or who might have blocks that are really holding them back from maybe achieving a new career or creating a business, even possibly stepping into a new way of healthy living or opening up to a relationship that could truly bring so much love into their life. What would you like to leave our listeners with in terms of the benefits of hypnosis and how it could help them? I feel like people should know that there is a very positive transformational process that they can engage in and they don't have to deal with maybe guilty feelings or feeling like they're the only one, they were all very much the same. We have these insecurities which can limit us. So uh, this is a a simple and fun, I believe, way to achieve the goals and happiness that you want. It really is. And it's fun. And the way you do it, it's fun. It's I'm so thankful that our paths have come together and that it feels like I've known you for years, even though we just met a couple years ago. And that's what's so cool about aligning with like-minded people, being able to open up your gifts to them, them jumping into your program, and then like a year or two later, you jumping into their program like I did with Sharon. So that was awesome. I would love to leave our listeners with this incredible quote. Creativity requires the courage to let go of certainties. Eric Fromm. Sharon, you're awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was so much fun having you on the show today. Thank you for having me, Jade. It was really a pleasure and a privilege. It's a privilege to be in your presence. (laughs) So just to recap today with Sharon, a certified hypnosis coach, we talked about how our subconscious mind and our conscious mind are always guiding us to make the choices that we are living every day from pressing the brakes while we're driving to stopping at a crosswalk and also how blocks are there, not necessarily because we put them there, but because maybe from our past conditioning or those who we were around as kids have instilled upon us and the benefits of 
incorporating hypnosis and how parts theory could really take a play with uncovering those blocks to therefore help us step into the success with our health, money, and relationships that we're looking for, as well as standing in her own confidence with Toastmasters using this particular practice for the different exercises that she has gone through with hypnosis for herself and also how to use hypnosis specifically to measure and implement in your own life in a practical, fun way. So Sharon, this was awesome. I am so thankful that you took time out of your day to be on the Uber Savvy Life and Biz podcast and share with our listeners the incredible benefits of hypnosis. Thank you. Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed it, Jade. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Uber Savvy Life and Biz podcast. That was awesome. We appreciate you. Stay committed to your vision, take consistent action, and know that great things are on the other side of that door. Because remember, only you hold the key to unlock your dream life. So why not start today? I'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Can I just say, you're awesome. You just finished an episode of the Uber Savvy Life and Biz podcast. If you like this episode, feel free to leave a nice review and rate it five stars if you found it helpful. But if not, please don't rate it four stars. Just ignore this part. However, if you did like it, make sure you share it with a friend who may find some value in the topics discussed today. Be sure to share it with them because you never know who you could uplift. Also, if you want more, check out the show notes in the description, which would include any links that may have been mentioned in this episode. Are you still listening? Are you waiting for a blooper reel? That'd be a really fun idea to throw in at times. But seriously, are you tired of foggy mornings? Go to jadeellison.com to grab your ultimate caffeine-free boost to supercharge your mornings for success. That's right, your empowered morning mindset checklist. Y'all, great day is just a thought away. You're doing awesome. You're doing freaking awesome. Good job, Sharon. It's fun. This is really fun working with you. <laughs> so yeah, I love, I love being in your presence. You're amazing. I don't know. There's something about like recording that all of a sudden my voice gets all parched. I'm like, I didn't even say anything yet. What are you doing? Stop getting parched. The water is so good. My God, it's so hot. No wonder, right? All of a sudden, like the most magical water ever. Okay. <laughs>